It's the Dogcast, episode number 361. Big test for the dogs this week. In Athens, our second SEC game of this season against the Tennessee Volunteers. Let's go, dogs. Dog fans, this is the Dogcast, episode number 361. This is the UT pregame show. Old dog, we got a big noon kickoff. I know you're excited about a noon kickoff coming up this Saturday. Again, it is, I mean, what an honor. What an Uh, honor. You know, brand new ESPN network, the SEC network, has chosen the University of Georgia to kick off their Saturday football lineup with a very, very prestigious 12 o'clock kickoff. And there I'm jumping a week ahead. I'm wow. sorry. It's on ESPN. That's right. The The SEC game is – I mean, the SEC Network yes, game is next, next week. weekend, yes. Yeah. I'm just – I'm so excited about it, I just skipped ahead. So we got lots of stuff to talk about. We've got a special – Special report coming from our the Dogcast intern, who I've taken a nicknaming the Stat Monkey. Uh, our Stat Monkey Dogcast intern, Brazelton Dog, has got a bunch of stats, a bunch of numbers to go over. We're going to cover that in a minute. But fundamentally, old dog, we just are kind of disagreeing about this game right off the bat, yes, right? Yes, we are. It and is the it is the largest line ever for a Georgia Tennessee game. And and if I were, if I had money to bet with, I would I would take Tennessee and the points. Well, if there's and, anything we know, and I hope and I hope I am totally wrong. Well, if there's anything we know about Vegas, is those guys don't know anything about football. They're usually just fundamentally crazy, right, and totally wrong. But they they don't win them all. They don't win them all. That's the truth. So let's talk about this game. Uh, you know. The Volunteers, Tennessee Volunteers, they have not won an SEC opener in 10 years, old dog. 10 years. Um, that's that's a long trend. You, you it, could say it it's is. a trend. You could say they're due, right? Well, you know, kind of like, you know, we were trending by not beating ranked teams. Yes, we were. And, that's true. And, and then we turned that trend around. Right. Uh, beat South Carolina last year and LSU, I believe, when they were ranked. So, you know, it, trends you know, are, I, who cares? Trend, trends are, trends are kind of like stats are for losers. So here's the deal. I believe this game comes down to two things. My key to the victory, number one, is going to be shocker, get pressure on the quarterback, an active mobile defense. But I'll tell you this. I mean, it's going to come down to our front seven versus their front five. Do you agree? Oh, there's there's no doubt about it. They're front five on offensive line. And would it also be fair to say that you believe, one, let, let's, I know you think, I mean, you're pulling your best Vince Dooley, Tennessee's world beater, killer, 
You know, no, they're they're no, awesome. No, 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 don't 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 go that far. But here's here's what I think is, is going to happen, and this is what I think we need to do, and this is why I don't think we're going to win by 19 points. I I think you and I do do agree on the fact that our secondary is horrible and can't cover people. Yes. Would, would you agree with that? Well, I and agree that, includes, that they're they're not good includes, at deep stuff and over the middle stuff. They're pretty good in the short game. Well, I don't know. Like the underneath screen. stuff, underneath stuff. They're pretty good on the underneath stuff. So, by underneath, you're saying inside of screen, ten yards. I I would disagree with that. I mean, I've seen a whole lot of five and six yard little hits over the middle. But well, anyway. Well, yeah. Okay, so you what you're saying is if they can't hold every team they play to under fifty yards passing, that's that's a failure. Oh, right? oh no, no. Okay. What so I'm they have is, given up I'm some deep balls. Our but, our defensive backs are, are bad. Yes. And our linebackers do not do a real good job of covering because they continue and hopefully they'll get better, but they continue to bite on play action and run fake. Well, because they're all about and stopping the is, run. Right, and that is why the middle is so wide open. So here's my concern with Tennessee. Tennessee has a veteran quarterback who you may say is horrible, but he is a veteran quarterback. And, and he is better than he was last year. And and he It's the same guy and, we played last he, year. He is a veteran, there's no the doubt. And doesn't do too bad with it. Uh, one of their better receivers is out. Uh, they've got one fairly good guy. I don't know, Jack, about the other guy. I don't think they're going to stretch us vertically down the field. No. So my concern is that we're going to see a lot of two tight end formations. We're going to see a lot of passes over the middle to the tight ends and backs coming out of the backfield, which I also think you would agree with me. We have not done a very good job with when we have not been able to pressure the quarterback. No, I, I agree. We, they're going to try to dink and dunk us. They're going to try to dink and dunk us to death, dude. So, they're they're so averaging here, 240 yards passing a game. So here's what it boils down to. Tennessee's got an offensive line that's in flux. They're starting two freshmen on the right side, which we see as a distinct disadvantage unless it's the University of Georgia starting freshman offensive lineman, then it's a good thing. But no, nobody other teams says do that. It, but when other teams do it, it's a Nobody bad. says starting offensive freshman offensive lineman is a good thing. Oh, I, I remember when I remember when the the Georgia the Georgia nation had had a Woody over John Theus. Well he was a five star offensive yeah, lineman. Was, right. And and I'm sure probably these boys from Tennessee are too, but they're freshmen starting. And my hope is, and I I do sincerely believe this is going to happen, that our defensive coordinator is going to design a lot of and disguise a lot of blitzes that are going to be generated at the right hand side of the offensive line for Tennessee. Let me tell if, you something. Leonard Floyd can, is licking his chops right now. Yeah, and I heard that that he was going to just be the the dominator 
against South Carolina. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You did not hear that. I heard it from you. What you heard heard from me was is that that South Carolina has a massive offensive line. And that Leonard, I heard, yeah, you need to go back and listen to the South Carolina pregame show because you you had the Viagra moment over what Leonard Floyd was going to do. Well, let me tell you something. This week, this is the week, man. This is the week. Because, listen, Tennessee does not have, not even close, not even in the same damn ballpark in terms of offensive line that what South Carolina has. South Carolina has two damn offensive tackles that are like 6'12", 900 pounds. I I agree with that. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly that Tennessee is not Tennessee's offensive line is not as good as South Carolina's offensive line. Which, therefore, it follows Leonard Floyd and Jordan Jenkins should have a better day against these guys. One one would hope, but again, and no pun intended, if someone from Missouri were on the other end of this thing, they would say, show me. We have not We have not done extremely well covering people except the second half of the Clemson game. Or, and really not covering people, putting pressure on the quarterback. Sure. We've only played three damn football games, man. Relax. I, Holy crap. So, okay, so just relax, Dooley. Just relax. Well, This offensive this line is not this, good, and we're going to be able to no, pressure this quarterback. I, I, I hope we are. But, Let me ask you, again, uh, this, is, this is SEC caliber athletes. Well, it's, not, it's not Troy. And it's not Clemson. Not one of these guys, not one active Tennessee football player has even seen the Music City Bowl, the Liberty Bowl. They have not been to a bowl. They have not won. You're like, these are SEC caliber athletes. Dude, they, these they guys are. are not good. Okay, Dooley, listen. I know you're trying to talk them up and hey, make them into world beaters. Derek, Derek, They're I not that not, good. I. They are. They are is their offensive line is probably as bad as our defensive backs are. Okay, right. That's a big deal. That's it, a it, huge I, deal. I, I agree with you. Okay. And and I hope my sincere hope is that our coaching staff has realized that the only way we're gonna win football games this year is to knock the opposing quarterback on his ass. Because if we don't then we are in very, very serious trouble. So wait, here's the deal. They they don't have a deep threat. You said it yourself. They don't have a deep threat. They're not going to stretch the field. No, I didn't say that. Wait a second. I don't think – they've got got one good receiver, one I don't know a whole lot about. Well, let me answer that question for you then. I don't think they're going to go deep. I think the majority – of their stuff is going to be over the middle. Short which, stuff, Duncan Which Dates. we have not defended very well all season long. In, they're going to go over it. the middle, but they're not. The stuff over the middle that you're talking about, the stuff that scares you to death, is 30 yards downfield in between the safeties when they're in a zone, like a cover two zone. When you've got Herrera playing up close, and you've got Wilson playing up close, and the. St- Safeties get split outside the hash marks. 
Dude, these guys are only averaging 240 yards passing a game. They don't throw balls over 15 yards they, deep. They haven't played us yet. Well, that's true. <laughs> they can't run the ball because, A, they're not very good at running the ball, and we're pretty good against stopping the run. So they're, they're, we, this is a good matchup. I'm telling you, top to bottom, our offense versus their defense, their de, uh, their, our defense now, versus their offense. You're basing the fact that we're pretty good on stopping the run because we stopped Troy and Clemson. Yeah. Or because we were pretty good doing it last year. A little of both. We're okay. pretty good against the. I mean, I, okay, relatively, we're relatively better against the run than because, we are against because the pass. I remember, like in the fourth quarter, a couple weeks ago. South Carolina just pounding the damn ball down our throat where we couldn't get it back. I do remember that. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure that. Let's be real clear, though. Tennessee is not as good on offense as South Carolina. Not at the receiver position, not at the running back position. I agree. And I hope, and I hope that we're able to, to punish them and stop them. I know. You're, I, I'm a glass half full guy. You're okay. like there is not even a glass. There, there's not even a glass. <laughs> the glass is destroyed. All the water's on the floor. It, it, it's it's over. I don't know. I'm just no, trying I'm, I'm to I'm trying hey, to tell hey, you what the problems we are. Will, we will beat we will beat Tennessee handily if we are able to pressure their quarterback. All right. Let me tell you the other stat that makes this game that's going to be that's going to tell the tale. Not having anything to do, it doesn't really directly have anything to do with offensive line. Doesn't really have anything directly to do with pressure. Well, it does kinda. Did you know, let me tell you what's gonna hurt Tennessee and why we're gonna win and why we're gonna cover. Because they are gonna turn the ball over a lot. They are horrible in opposing stadiums when it comes to ball security. You know, they turned the ball three times over against Oklahoma. And their last five games, the last five, not five that happened in 2003 or something, their last five games against ranked teams, they've had 15 turnovers. They have, well, And this comes from the fact that they're immature and Worley is scared to death because he's behind that offensive line that's terrible. Well, Dude, and, and and I hope he is. And he's crazy happy feet. He's not happy with his receivers. He's not happy with his running backs. And dude, they're turning the ball over at an alarming rate. They're minus nine in turnovers just this year, and they've only played three damn games. And this is their SEC opener. How the hell are you minus nine and you haven't even played anybody except Oklahoma yet? I'm telling you. They're terrible with keeping the hanging on to well, the ball. And 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 I hope and I hope that trend continues. I don't think we're gonna. Ha- I think we're gonna score thirty-eight to forty-two points on them. We're the number four scoring team in the country, and we are going to score. I'm not. Well, and, about and, that. and I agree with you. I mean, I think we're gonna put thirty-eight to forty-two on the board. I think Tennessee has the potential to hang 35 to 38 on the board, too, depending on our pass rush. I wonder, I'm just going to, I'm just, I'm, hell, I wish I had this. I want somebody, here's this, I want to know, when was the last time Tennessee scored 
38 points against an SEC team? I'd like to know. I'm just curious. I don't know I when would, that was. I would think they probably did it against Kentucky last year, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I could look it up, but I'm too lazy. I mean, but it, it doesn't matter because what they did last year or two years, it. You're right. You know, that's the beauty of college football. What happened last year doesn't mean anything because you got new people. Sure. I totally agree you've with got, that. You've but got that's, great but there's a positive and a negative to that, old dog. There's a you you can't you can't play that stat when it suits you. You're uh, there's a positive and a negative to that. You're like, well, what happened last? So, but I you, don't. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm saying they can't score a lot, and you're like, well, hell, they did this against us last year. Hell, you like to pull I those stats I out. Said what they did against us last year. <laughs> I don't care what they did against us last year. The only comparison that I have made and brought up last year is our defensive backs ain't a whole lot better than they were last year. Well, here's my stat line of the week, buddy. We're gonna we're gonna have at least two interceptions this week. How about, I'm calling that right now. <laughs> and and let's throw in three fumbles. No, no, I didn't. Not three fumbles. But I'm betting two interceptions. I'm just gonna go with two interceptions. I don't know how many fumbles we'll get, but I'm betting two interceptions because they are going to throw a lot because that's all they can do. Well, this would be this would be my hope, and and I do I'm with you on turnovers. I am hoping that instead of intercepting the ball, that remember how on occasion a defensive guy would would grab Aaron and sling him around, and the ball would just go in. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know what you're talking that, about. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. I saw Javian Clowney hoping, do that to him twice. I am I am hoping that, <laughs> that the Tennessee quarterback doesn't get a chance to throw an interception. I hope he's being hit and spun around where he's putting the ball on the ground back in their backfield. Man. And we're diving on it. Because again, if he's if he's capable of throwing an interception, that means we're not putting enough pressure on it. We need to put so much pressure on him that he doesn't throw the ball at all. Wow, that sounds great. I love it. Either they, either way, whether we get to him and he doesn't throw the ball at all, or he's going nuts running for his life and just throwing up prayers, either exactly. way, I'm good with either one of those. Exactly, because being the internal pessimist that I am. I know. You know, there was the old saying back in the NFL when, the ground game was great, and I can't remember who it was. George Allen, Vince Lombardi, one of those great coaches. You know, it was like there, there are three, thing, three things that can happen when you throw a pass and two of them are bad. And that's why you run the ball. And it's almost the opposite with us. When the opposing team throws a pass, <laughs> there, are there are three things that can happen, and two of them are good. But, they either they either catch it or we get an interference call. Sure, that's true. <laughs> So I think I do think the dogs cover this week. I think poise is going to tell the I tale. I think I think our biggest bone of contention. I think both of us think we're going to win. I just don't think we're going to win by a huge margin and dominate them. Right. I think we will. Um, I, I I just think we will because they just I'm don't. This game. I'm seeing this game. I'm going to go out on a limb and predict forty-two to. 35. Holy crap. 
You remember how Clemson looked in the second half when they just just like abruptly just folded their tent? I do. Tennessee is going to fold in a more dramatic way and sooner than Clemson did. Well, I I hope you're right. Because they but, just but this is where all I'll, those turnovers come from. They just don't have the seasoning and the poise yet. Now, Pig Howard, he's pretty good. And Worley's pretty good, but they're, they're missing too many pieces. Much like Clemson. They've lost too much, too much new, too dumb, too tough of a road stadium. Dude, they're in Athens. It's, it's just not going to go good for them. I'm telling you, it's not going to go good for them. And, and I sincerely hope you're correct. Well, let's go to the stat monkey. I don't know why I'm All calling right. him that. I'm probably going to piss him off calling him the stat monkey. It's something funny. Well, I, it sounds funny to me. Nobody else probably it's thinks it's It's not very funny. politically correct, I'll tell you that right <laughs> no, now. It's not. So let's go to the DogCast intern. He's got some stats for you. He's going to lay some knowledge on you, old dog. You want to know about those receivers for Tennessee? You want to know exactly how many catches they are, how many yards per catch they have? How many, You want to know anything you ever want to know about Tennessee? Brazelton Dog's here. DogCast intern, take it away. What's up, DogCast? This is Brazelton Dog, DogCast intern for this week's scouting report on the Tennessee Volunteers. Tennessee comes in with a 2-1 and record. This is their first SEC game of 2014. Uh, they had a 38-7 win against Utah State to open the season. Uh, they also beat Arkansas State 34-19 and lost to Oklahoma at Oklahoma uh, on September the 13th. Uh, they had a bye this past week, so don't think for a second that they did not get plenty of uh, film study and time to watch uh, watch us pound on Troy, which was a lot of bread and butter and very simplistic uh, offensive plays. And crazy to think, but we're 25% through the season. That being said, we have the third worst passing offense in the SEC, so it will not be that big of a surprise um, to see what Tennessee tries to do defensively, um, which speaking of, uh, not a bad crew. They've got a uh, they've got a pretty formidable front. Um, AJ Johnson is back, a senior linebacker. He's got 30 tackles in three games. A sophomore linebacker, Jalen Reeves Maven, he has 25 tackles. Uh, Brian Randolph, a junior defensive back, has 17 tackles. Uh, also, Cameron Sutton, they like to run him around a bunch. He does a lot for them, a sophomore defensive back, 16 tackles. They also have 16 tackles from another safety, Darrell McNeil, which they like to get around the line of scrimmage as much as possible. Um, these guys don't have too much as far as uh, as far as sacks and uh, turnovers, but they are, they're a tough bunch. Uh, they average giving up 20 points a game, and, uh, and they're pretty good on third down. Uh, opponents so far this season – are at a 23% conversion rate. Um, so these guys are pretty good uh, pretty good defensively. Offensively, Tennessee is looking at a uh, about 28 to 27 points a game. Um, these guys uh, these guys are led by senior quarterback 6'4", 220, Justin Worley. Uh, right now he is 70 for 120 for 721 yards. He has six touchdowns and three interceptions. He's good for about 240 yards a game. He has really improved between last year and now. Um, running the football, they've got a uh, a pair of a pair of guys, a 
one at the top end of his time at Tennessee, and the other one a freshman named Jalen Hurd, 48 carries, 209 yards. He has a touchdown. And senior Marlon Lane, he's 34 carries, 137 yards. He's got a touchdown, as well as Pig Howard. We, we remember him from last year. Pig Howard, a wide receiver who also will get into the backfield. Uh, expect Worley also to carry the football every now and then. But those three you're going to see, Jalen Hurd, Marlon Lane, Pig Howard maybe on some trick stuff, and then the quarterback, Worley. Um, receiving, very similar to what we saw this past uh, this past week. They have a lot of guys they're going to try to run in there. And uh, they play a ton of receivers. They've got a uh, they've got a senior t- senior tight end Brendan Downs. He's got a catch for 12 yards. Jalen Hurd, aforementioned running back, four catches for 40 yards. They, he has a score. They just want to get these two the football inside of the red zone. Have another freshman tight end, a big guy, Ethan Wolf. He's good for eight catches for 46 yards. Jason Kroom, wide receiver, sophomore. He's got three receptions for 52 yards. Uh, Josh Malone, a freshman, five catches for 63. Pig Howard, the junior, 13 catches for 89 yards. He's your possession fellow. Von Pearson, two catches, seven receptions, 98 yards. He's got a score. Josh Smith has 10 catches, 135 yards. He's got a score. Marquez North, 14 catches, 173 yards. He's got two touchdowns. These guys are going to be pretty tough. Um, these guys are head coached by. These guys are coached by Butch Jones. Uh, Butch Jones previously was at Central Michigan. We remember talking about him from last year. Uh, he's seen us before while he was with the Chippewas. Also was the head coach at Cincinnati. Was 27 and 13 while at Central Michigan. 23 and 14 at Cincinnati for three years, and then uh, he took over a dumpster fire of a program with the Tennessee Vols. He has gone seven and eight since he got there. Everything looks like that that program is trending back up. And that the uh, that, that they're going to be competitive again. Um, we've got to come out and we've got to play Georgia football. Hopefully that means that we're going to be smart. Uh, we're going to run between the tackles. We're going to play hard. We're going to have a fight on our hands. Um, these guys, special team wise, are actually two for four. So they have struggled kicking. They've run a couple of guys in, um, and uh, it's going to be interesting to kind of see see what happens here. But. Hopefully the, the the win was was fun for the program this past Saturday, kind of beating on Troy, and um, you know we'll see what happens. Uh, Tennessee though looks like they want to kind of get the football, hang on to it as long as possible. Um, they're averaging holding the ball 32 minutes a game, so they want to get it, they want to hang on to it, they want to cause, uh, they want to try to grab a lead and hold on to it and keep the football away from you, and then uh, and then punch in for a score. Um, we have got to get pressure on their quarterback. We really struggled to do that against South Carolina. And make no mistake, they are going to pass the football on us. We have got to get, uh, we've got to get pressure, and we've got to be active. So go dogs! Thanks, guys, and uh, let's get at him this week. Some great, great information there. Uh, you know, take it for what it's worth. Again, I am very, very excited about us being able to win our first SEC game of the season. And I hope that you are right and that we can keep those rose-colored glasses on going into next week. God, you're so damn negative. 
I just, I mean. It's the rose-colored glasses, huh? It's not the fact that we're actually the fourth highest scoring team in the country or anything like that. As I've said, we're not going to have a problem scoring points. Our problem is keeping the other team from scoring points. Well, we outscored Clemson's, uh, hell, they scored 70 on South Carolina State. But we outscored yeah, we them by 24. And we scored 60. And what Clemson's offense ain't worth a crap. Oh, but Tennessee now, according to you, I mean, the SEC caliber world beaters. Tennessee's not, offense not is not as beaters. good as Clemson's offense. I, I disagree. I, hell, I don't think Tennessee's offense Tennessee's is nearly as good. Tennessee's got a better as, quarterback and better receivers. Oh, hell. I don't know. I just, I just, I don't know where you're it's, getting that from. You don't think Worley is better than than Cliff Stout or whatever the hell Stout's first name <laughs> I <don't> is? <laughs> I mean, that guy looked like a lost sheep out there. Oh, we'll see who looks and like a lost so, sheep and on he was Saturday. So bad three games into the season, after after they benched him for a true after, freshman. After being the general of the big win over South Carolina State, they benched him what midway through the first quarter. Right. All right, man. Well, let's just find out. We're going to find out at noon name, on and Saturday. I think his name is Cole Stout, by the way. It is, yeah. Cole Stout. Cliff Stout's his dad. Yeah, I mean, we're who you probably see. saw when you turned. You were, he was I playing when you he were was, at I your fiftieth birthday. Right. <laughs> Dog fans, thanks for listening. It's a noon kickoff on Saturday. Noon kickoff. I will sadly not be in Athens. I will be in hot. Southern California, God Almighty, old dog. It was a hundred and five where I'm going on Saturday. Oh no, I'm not going out there. I'm just gonna, I hope I don't catch on fire. I hope I might burst into flame. I'm gonna miss the Tennessee game for being in Palm Springs, California. Oh man, that's rough. That is rough. It, well, it, we're gonna go ahead. Sorry. I hate to miss the game, but yeah, Palm Springs not that bad. No. Well, we're gonna end the show on something that I very, very rarely say, I hope that you are right and I am wrong. Holy crap. I'm going to clip that and play it <laughs> so much, so hard. Dog fans, thanks for listening. Oh, well, hey, hey, pool winner this week, Eat the Meek. How great is that for a name oh, of I a guy? That. He won and tied for fifth, tied for fifth out of 200 chumps. Dogcast right there. Can can none of you chumps out there beat me? There's four guys ahead of me. Come on. Somebody take me on, man. Push me. I came in fifth overall. I'm, I'm killing this pool. So, uh, all, so anyway, I'm excited about the pool. I'm excited that Eat the Meek won this week. I'm excited that we still have t-shirts for sale, old dog, on the website. And we're going to have more cups, I promise. And that's all. If you order cups, I promise they're coming. I'm sending them as fast as I can get them. Dog fans, thanks for listening. Big game this week. Let's see who's right. Hell, I tell you what. How about the loser does the ice bucket challenge, old dog? That'd be fine with me. (laughs) All right. Go, dogs.